curious. Yeah, you know, um, I tried all the different roles. So like the only role that I couldn't say that I really tried was asset management, right? Like, um, I can't say like, I've like, quote unquote, like, yeah, I can't say that I've like really tried that role per se. Um, but like in terms of like building broker relationships, trying to contact brokers, underwriting, like tons of underwriting. Um, and then, you know, um, and then raising capital, like uh, for- What a year 2020 was. 2021 is here and I hope you're hitting the ground running. I know we are here at Dwelling. We've just got a deal on the contract. We're going to be closing on soon. For those that have joined us on that deal, um, you know what I'm talking about. If you are saying, what am I talking about? Then you need to take your investing game to the next level in this year. So make sure you join the Dwelling deal list, an exclusive deal list. Um, not only do you get access to our deals, quickly but you also get tips and tricks about you know how you can take your, your investing game to the next level this year so if you are not on the dwelling deal list click on the link in the show notes or just go to dwelling.com um, that's d-w-e-l-l-y-n-n.com or just go to investwithola.com and just sign up sign up sign up sign up Thank you so much for joining us on The Dwelling Show. I'm your host, Ola Dantis. I've got a really good friend of mine on the show today. We've met in person. We've had great conversations. She's had me on her podcast. Um, I'm a big fan. Lisa, how are you doing? How's it going? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, Ola. I appreciate it. My pleasure. My pleasure. So kind of tell the listeners a little bit more about where you are. Um, what you've been doing and kind of what you've been doing lately, actually. Yeah, great. Um, so I'm originally from the Cayman Islands and I live in Los Angeles. I am a real estate syndicator. Um, I am the founder of LisaHilton.com and I provide real estate opportunities primarily in the multifamily space to real estate investors who want to, who are busy, typically busy professionals and entrepreneurs who want to invest in real estate, but recognize that they don't want to be landlords. So in a nutshell, that's what I do. Um, And yeah, I've been living in the US now for 11 years, six of which I've been living in Los Angeles, and then four before that was in Boston. My background is accounting. So I spent 14 and a half years working in the accounting industry. 10 years in audit, auditing funds. So all the different types of funds, hedge funds, private equity funds, venture capital funds, mutual funds. Um, And then eventually leaving to go work for a fund manager that raised funds. Um, So I did that for four and a half years. And that's when I spent four and a half years working as a fund controller on private equity real estate funds. Um, until I decided to launch my own business. And before that, investing a lot passively in a variety of different multifamily deals, um, as well as one industrial deal as well. So yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, thanks for that. That's just an expansive um, timeline. Really appreciate that. Um, So yeah, I mean, this is one of my classic questions. Why real estate? I'm sure you were doing just fine in, you know, the accounting space, um, working, you know, with funds. Why did you decide to want to go into real estate? Yeah, you know, so I've always been around real estate. My father was a contractor. He built 14 apartment units when I was a child. 
Um, and by the time I got into middle school, he was diagnosed with a brain tumor. Um, by the time I got to college, he passed away. But because he made those oh, initial sorry, yeah, investments... But- Yeah, Yeah, but but because he made those initial investments, it enabled my family to keep going. Um, We still have those properties today, 30 30 plus years later. Um, So it's a true testament to the power of investing in real estate for the long term. Um, It can definitely provide you with a lot of financial security and stability going forward. So I always knew like I was entrepreneurial. I didn't really like I wasn't like caught buy real estate in the very beginning, because my parents weren't really, they didn't really teach on real estate. They were really big on getting a good education, getting a good job, making really good money and developing in a really good career. So for a long time, that was my focus. Uh, But then as time went on, you know, I realized that this wasn't really as fulfilling, uh, you know, in terms of what I wanted to do, but I wasn't sure. I really wasn't sure. It wasn't until like, I actually tried other things And I realized, oh, wow, like, I actually really like doing this stuff. Like, um, and that's what I would say to people. Sometimes you have to actually take action. And through taking action, you then are able to figure out what works for you and what doesn't. Um, Without taking the action, you'll never really unveil maybe some of those hidden talents that are in you that you could use. So what was your first deal? And how did you kind of you know, be a part of that deal, right? Um, so that's one question. Second question, did you find that your experience kind of in the P world and just kind of in the financial world, did that really help? And did that carry over into kind of your more active roles? Yeah, great question. So my first deal was when it was 10 years ago. When I was in my mid-20s living in Cayman, I bought a two-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath townhouse. And I bought it because I loved it. And the reason I love to tell this story is because there's so many people right now who are in a in a um, hot rage to buy real estate, especially for, you know, to live in. Um, And then they sort of think about maybe having it as an investment property afterwards. And that was classically me. Um, And then once I tried to then rent it, it broke even the first year, lost money every single year after that for a total of six years. I did not consider property management when I went into this purchase, like many other people out there, because they're like, oh, well, I live right near to the the property. Why do I need to have property management? Well, a year later, I ended up going to Boston and hello, 11 years later, I'm still living in the US. So um, I, you know, like I learned a lot of lessons. Fast forward to real estate syndications. My first um, opportunity on real estate syndications, my first deal was in 2019. Um, And it just came to me, to be honest. I was in a program and, you know, one of the ladies that was running the program said, hey, you know, there's an opportunity to raise capital on this deal. Um, Do you, are you interested in being a part of this? And I said, you know, at first I was like, oh, you know, no, I'm not, you know, and I didn't quite get it. Um, And then I said, you know what, why not? Let me try it. And I did. And it turned out to be a very good experience. Um, And tying into your second part of your question, um, it it was a sub syndication. So a lot of my knowledge in terms of accounting and putting together the, you know, the distributions, 
Um, and then putting together the financials is something that has come in really handy in terms of giving those kinds of things over to um, our CPA, the tax person to do the K-1s, for instance. Um, because like a lot of these other programs that are out there, like Invest Next and Syndication Pro and all those kinds of things, like they will easily cut, you know, like um, do all the distributions for you and like show all the different returns, but they don't go to the next step, which is like putting together like your PL for your for your entity and stuff like that, which is something that our CPA, um, our tax preparer wanted. So maybe it was just a one-off, but that's how my experiences have sort of tied into that. Um, and then I think the last thing I'll say on this is, you know, when I started my journey, um, Ola, which we've had many, we've chatted before, like, you know, I started from a place of like, oh, I want to be an operator and I want to like know all like you know, soup to nuts. And I did a lot of programs that would get, that gave me that knowledge. Right. Um, and then with time, I began to realize, oh, like I learned about unique ability and I learned about who, not how, and I learned about the fact that real estate syndication is a team. And I started thinking, okay, like what could I use? And I looked at my skill set and I said, wow, like I have a ton of experience doing funds. Like I could add value to investors by creating vehicles like this that enables them to still invest 50K, but then get exposure to a variety of different deals through me building relationships, having the ability to build the relationships with a lot of operators and investors. Um, and I realized that I was onto something when people would say to me, oh, like, how do you know that person? Or how did you get this person on your podcast? And I would be like, oh, I just reached out to them. <laughs> Um, so, so good yeah, so that's when I realized, yeah. yeah, so that's when I realized, ah, you know, not everyone, you know, is good at this stuff. So, yeah. Wow. No, I, I really, I really like that. I really like that. So, you know, you, you first got your, your first property back home and then you moved into syndication and then you kind of had that epiphany that many, um, you know, people who have actually tried syndication or been part of a deal would see yeah. that, Hey, I don't think I want to do everything, right? Because, you know, it's a lot of work, right? If you're in your sane <laughs> mind. Um, sure. So now that you're kind of in the business, I'm just kind of yes. curious for those listening, um, who might be thinking of like, okay, so where do I fit in? Um, you know, how did you kind of make that decision of, okay, now I want to, you know, stay in like funds or raising capital, you know, and what were the different aspects that you saw? Because everybody see things differently. What, what, what did you pick, you know, as you started getting more active in these deals? I'm just kind of curious. Yeah, you know, um, I tried all the different roles. So like the only role that I couldn't say that I really tried was asset management, right? Like, um, I can't say like I've like, quote unquote, like, yeah, I can't say that I've like really tried that role per se. Um, but like in terms of like building broker relationships, trying to contact brokers, underwriting, like tons of underwriting. Um, and then, you know, um, and then raising capital. Like uh, for me, I think building the platform came, I was building the platform long before I realized that I was building the platform. <laughs> So I think for me, that's what happened is like, you know, you start, you realize that you're down the road of building a platform and then you're like, oh, wow, I am building a platform. So like, you know, what? like, I just need to just keep going. Like, you know, and I think that's, 
I think that's what it is for me. But, you know, I did do a program in 2019. Um, it was called The Power of Seven. And that's what exposed me to podcasting, blogs, and video, and all of that stuff. Prior to that, I, I didn't have a podcast. I'd never done podcasting. I'd never done blogs. I was an accountant. Like, we just, we typically aren't really doing all this kind of stuff. You know, we're usually, if you think about underwriters, that's probably who you would sort of match with the accountant per se. Uh, so yeah, it was just a lot of just experimenting. So I think that if someone's listening today, I think taking action through sort of taking stock at what is in your toolbox, like what do you bring? Everyone brings something. So looking at what you bring in your toolbox and sort of thinking, looking at the real estate syndication business, if that's what you're interested in getting into and sort of saying, how can I add value to the people that are in this business? How could I add value to Ola in his business? Um, and then having conversations with him and getting curious about what people are doing, um, what their struggles are, what they're trying to achieve, what's their vision, where they're trying to go. Um, all of these things can unlock a lot of really good, amazing things that can provide you with um, the opportunity to add value to them and get in on deals. So, yeah. So I, I hate to ask this question, but I will. If there's somebody listening and go, ah, oh, yeah, but, you know, I... It's, it's a male-dominated industry, right? It's a very male-dominated industry, which is true. And, you know, it just brings me so much joy to see women in apartments. In the, I'm talking about apartments indications specifically. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I consider myself a feminist. I've got two girls, so, you know, it just brings me joy. So what would you say to that person? You know, I would say, you know, it's accurate. But, like, I also came from a male-dominated space, accounting. And, you know, pri private equity, like an investment banking and audit, all of that was always male dominated. I was always the only female in many of my circles. Um, my last position, I was not. There were, a f there were definitely, a, it was way more diverse, but all of my previous this, um, career moves um, had a lot of male you know, everywhere. Uh, you know, I just, once again, I think that getting back to finding your unique ability is super important because when you figure out what you're really good at and what you're called to do, then you don't have to worry about other people because like, you'll just be inspired by them to do things your way in, in the space. And you're always going to attract um, who you need to attract. And I wouldn't necessarily worry about that. And what I also will say is that, um, you know, a lot of women are out there not investing, not investing. It's like an untapped market because, you know, for a variety of reasons, either they're scared or they're relying on their husbands or their parents, their fathers to, I have, I've worked with women who, told me, you know, in their way into their mid thirties, close to 40, where their father is in charge of their finances and investing, you know? So like the, you know, helping people like to the extent that they want to have that done fine. But like, if I want to empower women to be like, Hey, listen, you can invest, like you can look at a deal and think about it for yourself. You're out there earning money, making a good salary 
Like you can think about it yourself and sort of get educated about real estate syndications, multifamily or whatever asset class that they like to then determine where they want to place their capital. I think it's like super important. And for me, I am absolutely like, I'm, I'm so grateful that my parents encouraged me to go to school and take the route that I did because my job is my largest investor in my business. Um, it has enabled me to take the time that I'm using now to invest. And I could have taken, you know, the six figures that I saved to lop into more, um, you know, real estate syndications. But I said, you know, I'm willing to take a bet on myself and I'm going to take this money and actually use it to give myself time to, to build a business and, and to see where it goes. So like, this is a part of you as a female, like owning your space and sort of, you know, not, not worrying about gender and even skin color, like just saying, you know what, I'm just going to go do what I need to do and build the relationships and go from there. So I love what you said. You talked about, you know, people ask you, how did you get this person? And you're like, I just reached out. So I think I want to ask a kind of a follow-up question of how do you find investors? Like, how do you do that? Like if somebody's listening and thinking, well, I don't know anybody that's rich. Like, I I don't know how to do this. Like, how how do you find investors? Yes. Great question. Um, I attract investors. Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Oh, I love it. I attract investors. Um, Number one, I attract investors. Number two, I'm a super connector. So number one, I attract investors by being out there and being me, sharing my story, sharing my story. And that's what I would say to someone today. You can't share someone else's story. Too many people are focused on trying to learn someone else's story and then share it. You can only look into your own life and share from your life. And that will attract who it needs to attract. Um, and you know, you just sort of pretty much go from there. So that, that's, that's that part, you know, a lot of content podcasting, my own podcast, getting on other people's podcasting, um, writing articles, doing webinars, doing lives. Like I'm doing whenever this particular podcast episode goes live, but, you know, given different months, I'll go live. Uh, you know, a given month, uh, which is just pretty much to share about myself, not really to necessarily, you know, do anything else, but to share about who I am. Um, And then connecting people. So as you meet people, learning about what it is that they want, and connecting them with people who could help them. Um, And sometimes I don't know someone who could help them, but literally maybe call number two, three, four, I meet someone who's doing what they want to do. And I, I'll just connect them and just say, Hey, you know what? This person wants to do X, Y, Z, and you express an interest of doing it. Um, and I figured it would be good to connect you both. Um, for me, I think that's, that's powerful. And I believe in the law of just giving and being able to add value to people. And I think just seeking to add value will help you to grow. A hundred percent agree. A hundred percent agree. So what is next for Lisa? What are you thinking? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what does the future hold? Sure. You know, so my long-term vision is being able to create recession resistant funds. Um, what I want to do is, and what I'm currently doing is building relationships with operators that are out there. Um, and and getting really good at performing due diligence and being able to get to know them long before they have deals, um, understand their portfolios, getting out there, seeing what 
what their portfolios look like and being able to provide that kind of level of education to my investors in terms of adapt of like multifamily and what I'm seeing in this particular market to help investors to, you know, make these decisions in terms of investing in alternative assets such as real estate. So for me, it's continuing to do that. And so far, it's been really good, you know, just being able to reach out to operators. Many have been extremely receptive to that and just sort of learning more about their business, how they're approaching underwriting, what they're seeing in the market. Um, and, you know, leveraging their experiences from there and just getting really good at continuing to create content and going live and um, being confident in who I am and continuing to show up in, in my space and just be, be you. So that way Love I it. attract the people who are most in alignment with me. So, yeah. Love it. Well, we definitely, definitely dwell into the quick runs. It's going to be quick questions, quick answer. You ready, Ma? Sure. First question, what makes you Lisa unique? What is that differentiating factor that separates you from the next girl or the next guy? <laughs> um, I think I'm a good listener. I love it. Second question, what was the last book that you read and what was the one thing you picked up from that book? Yeah, last book I read was <laughs> Never, Never Split, Never Split the Difference. Um, and what I learned from that book is, you know, not forcing a yes, um, taking the time to listen to people. Love it. Final question. You're busy. What do you do for fun? Ah, uh, lots of things. Um, I like to hike. Um, I love, I live in California, so I love going up into wine country, doing going to the vineyards, having wine, really good food, um, very outdoorsy. So anything paddleboard yoga, walking in the marina, biking. Uh, yeah, all that stuff is totally in fair game for me. So lots of nice. outdoor activities. Nice. I haven't tried the paddle yoga. I mean, I'm doing like yin yoga right now, but not, not that one. I think I've seen it though. Yeah, that's, I don't like the water, so I don't know. It's uh, might be a bit tricky for me. <laughs> I can't swim yet. I will be letting you know. <laughs> um, if there's somebody listening and, and thinking, wow, I really like it, so maybe then in California or anywhere else in the United States, and they want to kind of get connected with you, maybe learn more about your funds, what's the best place people can reach out and get to know you more? Sure. One stop shop, lisahilton.com. And that's Hilton with like the hotel, only thing with a Y. Um, you'll find my podcast there, the Level Up REI articles. I drop articles and podcast episodes once a week, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Um, and then I do also have a freebie, which is a beginner's guide to real estate syndications. And that's also lisahilton.com forward slash ebook. Lisa, you're a legend. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me, Ola. My pleasure. You may have heard the phrase, there are a thousand ways to make a thousand dollars in real estate. Well, now you can actually tune into the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast with over a thousand, believe it, or a thousand podcasts and still going. The best real estate investing advice ever show is hosted by a very good friend of mine, Joe Fellers. Joe talks to influential thought leaders. We share the best advice ever with none of the fluff. You've got to check this stuff out. So listen and subscribe at 
bestevershow.com. That's bestevershow.com.